Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Thurber. Thank you for being here. We're going to get right into it today because I have this topic that's rolling around in my head and has been for a bit. And this morning, in a conversation with my coach, it kind of came full circle and I wanted to share it while it was fresh, you know. So I'm actually recording in my car. Um, But don't worry, my hands are on the wheel, so no danger. Anyways, so one of the things that kind of stirred this, I guess about a month ago, I don't know. See, here's the deal. I think when we start to become extraordinarily self-aware and we work really hard on being present in moments to catch things or, or to notice signs or to notice synchronicities and to trust in the processes and trust in the gifts that we're given and blah, 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 right? When we start to do that, I think it's important to note when something hits you deeply or in a really profound way, I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me, um, things about that one thing will kind of start making sense or showing up or, you know, unveiling themselves to me as weeks progress after whatever the thing is that, you know, hit me like, hmm, that's pretty great. And that's what this was. So correct me or not correct me, forgive me if this goes all over the place. But I think, I think you'll see my point here and we circle back around. So I saw this reel and I cannot find it, but I saw this reel where this woman was talking about Um, It might have been TikTok. I don't know. But anyway, she was talking about how, especially my generation. So I'm like an older, an elder millennial. So I'm the late 80s baby. And so we're technically millennials, but we still fall in that category of people who grew up before the internet existed and nobody had computers and all the phones were attached to the wall. Um, nobody had cell phones, that kind of deal. We had to get up, you know, to change the, to the cable side, the A and B side, you know, when you had cable. Anyway, I grew up in that world and became, you know, a child of the internet in high school. Um, like we were coding on MySpace, right? Like back in the day, not even realizing that's what we were doing, but we had to get those little glittery images with whatever quote we wanted to share to show up appropriately on our page. But anyway, I digress. So a lot would have realizing is in my generation, specifically for women, we were told by everyone in school. I know like aunts and uncles, moms and dads, like It was very much this thing of you can be anything you want to be, right? I mean, I remember those army commercials were like, be anything you want to be in the army, you know, because they were trying to recruit and then you could go to college and whatever through the army. Anyway, it was very much a thing. 
that was told to us. You can be anything you want to be. You can be anything you want to be. You can be an astronaut. You can be the president. Like that's what they used to tell us as little girls, right? You can be anything, a doctor, a veterinarian, a model, an actress, a judge, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. So we're taught that. Now for me, that was a huge pivotal part of me growing up. Like that's why I always chase my dreams. I really truly believe that. That's why I always um, looked for something outside of the box and why now I live in a world where I run a business that doesn't make sense to anyone really. Um, and then I pretty much made it up. Well, according to me, you know, it works. It's made up to follow what I have and need and the way I want my business to run. So with that being said, um, this meme or this reel, I mean, was talking about how our generation were told you can be anything you want to be when you're little. And what happened somewhere along the way is we all grew up to be women who think we have to be everything to everyone all of the time. Now, granted, I know this isn't just my generation. I know that like my mom, very similar, but my mom didn't have the aspiration to like her job was to be everything to everyone and take care of things. And she was a room mom and she was in my Girl Scout troops. And, you know, as soon as she had, they had us kids, we were her job, you know? And I'm so grateful for that until I was like in I guess seventh grade, maybe she started working again. But anyway, then I, but I look around at the women that I grew up with and women that are a little bit older than me. And I see that this is a common thread, a common issue where they, we try to just be everything. And the other thing is I talk to a lot of married couples and a lot of their husbands expect them to be everything. And it's, it's just kind of mind boggling, but it's really sad actually, because then what happens is, is then we have this generation of women who are on, you know, anxiety medication and have three therapists and are a lot of people have drinking problems. Um, there's just, you know, obesity, like all this shit that depression, like all this shit that comes from the pressure of thinking that you have to be everything to everyone. And unfortunately, some people will never hear the message that that's not true, right? That that's not necessary, that it's impossible. Like I used to joke around and say I needed a wife. And like, that's true for me to run a company, run a household, run a Tony, (laughs) take care of clients, take care of my very, very extensively complicated health situation. I need a wife, right? Like I used to jokingly say that. And I would just like picture someone like my mom, you know, coming over and taking care of things and making sure I eat and you know, whatever. Anyway, so I had mentioned that in a couple different conversations with different people that I've met recently. And then this morning it came up again when I was talking with my coach and we were talking about how, um, during this evolution of the way that I'm spending my time and how I'm operating life and and changing things so much. Like I have been on this mission for the, like the last three years specifically to change the entire way I operate as far as productivity goes, meaning I'm honing in on my level of like my ability to be super productive, but in small pockets of time, because 
there really is no reason for me to be working eight, nine, ten hours a day, every day in my work. Like, that's a, it's not necessary. I don't want it to be necessary. I designed it to where I don't have to do that, right? So, I could, sure, but I just, right now, especially, like, my health has to be top priority. So, we were talking about, you know, this navigation between what was and what is, and what I was trying to discover, you know, or trying to duplicate. That's the word I'm looking for. Cause that's the whole deal. I don't know if anyone, if you've ever been to like a Tony Robbins event, that's one of the things that he teaches. And it's the way he teaches it. Like a lot of people teach this, but it's the way he teaches it. It really breaks it down into a simplistic, um, formula. And it's really about pattern recognition. And then how do you recreate the pattern so that you can continue to reap that benefit that you're wanting. And so while my coach and I were talking, I was explaining to her how, yes, how last week was really rough for me. I was very much in a fog. I had a really hard time concentrating. I had no motivation. I could feel in my body that if I pushed myself too hard, I was going to get sick, um, which has been happening cyclically every month. And so I'm trying obviously to do different things in order for that not to happen anymore. And so I was explaining to her and she asked me, she said, okay, we got, we need to start recognizing the pattern. So what was different yesterday? And I, you know, went through this whole thing and explained how yesterday went. And the beautiful part was there was these moments all throughout yesterday where I realized there was a voice in my head that was about to tell me, so I jokingly call it the drill sergeant. And I mean, that's because that is what the voice sounds like in my head. And so for a moment, the drill sergeant is like, but you should do more or uh, push yourself, you know, but lately what's cool is that it is really a smaller voice than it ever really has been before. So this is a good thing, right? This is the goal of what I'm working towards. And I explained to her how I do best. And now my therapist and I have had this conversation a million times. Um, I do best when I allow space for flexibility. Now, somebody who has an autoimmune disease of some sort that nobody can still totally um, diagnose, uh, you become really obsessed with controlling the things that you can control because there's so much that you can't control because your body just kind of has a mind of its own, right? So you become even more obsessed or hyper-focused on control the things that you can control and for me too it's also a big focus on predictable results so I would do my very best to be as proactive as possible so that I could try to close the gap as much as I could on any variables basically that could potentially throw this whole parade that I am um, off course and So what I have learned is that no longer serves me and it did serve me well for a long, long time and then it doesn't anymore. And so when I am at my best health-wise, mind-wise, energy-wise, all the things, it's because I allow flexibility. But I also have this like blissful discipline involved. So it's not like drill sergeant discipline, but it's like, okay, girl, you got to get up and do that thing because it's time sensitive and somebody's counting on it and then you can go do whatever it is that your body needs or whatever. But then sometimes there's not, you know, like for example, yesterday I was 
planned on building this website for a client at 10 o'clock, starting at 10 o'clock. Well, a bunch of other things happened with my bank account and all this weird shit that I had to deal with. And so I was, for a moment, the drill sergeant almost started to bring me down and like get on me in my head about not being on schedule. And then I stopped and thought, okay, this website does not have to get started today. It's not due today. It's not due tomorrow. Look at your schedule. So I looked at my schedule and saw that, oh, I can move it to tomorrow. And then today I can handle what the hell needs to be handled and let the flow and the flexibility take over. And then, and I did. And the whole rest of the day went so well. I was able to stay within my timeline that I like to keep for work. I was able to do what I needed to do for my body and get to my doctor's appointments, all the shit, right? Do some stuff in the evening that I needed to do in the house, all that good jazz, right? And it's because of that catch right there of the flexibility piece. And so I'm sharing that with her and she's like, okay, do you see the pattern, the old story? And I'm like, yeah, I do, but you need to, but tell me what you think, like what you're going to (laughs) say. Cause sometimes it helps to hear it come out of somebody else's mouth. Right. And she's like, you have to put the flexibility at the top priority. And I'm like, you're right. And so then we go down another layer. So if you've ever worked with a really good coach, um, there's a surface level problem and then we go down a layer and then we ask some questions and we go down a layer and we go down a layer and typically you get to a place where there's some sort of feeling involved and then that's really where you can create the change and where you can really kick like the trigger in the butt basically um so anyway not to bore you through all of the details of this conversation I'm going to skip ahead to the to the route that we got to here and the route that we got to is because she asked me What's one thing that you believe is a big factor and you being able to allow the flexibility and and let your day flow like yesterday did? And I'm like, my phone is just not, not communicating with people. And she's like, wait a minute, you're a coach, you run an online brand, like you have to communicate with people. How do you manage that? What do you mean? And I said, it's texting, it's responding, it's you know, spending more than five minutes answering comments on social. Like if I get caught up in that, you guys, like then nothing else goes according to plan. And I'm sure a lot of people can really relate to that because our phones, a lot of people, their phones are worse enemy, but they think they have to have it. Like it's this like unhealthy so, uh, codependent relationship where you think you have to have it in your hand at all times. You have to answer people promptly. Like, what if you miss something? Well, what the fuck if you do miss something? Bad news will always find you, friend. Like, I promise it will. Bad news will always find you. So you don't need to have your phone glued to your hand and open it the moment it dings every single solitary time. Like, it's that level of attachment's unhealthy. So what I went on to tell her was when I don't engage in texting most of the day, when I don't you know, go back and forth with people and I don't do any of that, then I'm able to stay on the plan and on, you know, the focus and and let the flow happen. And I feel good and I feel healthy and I feel energized and all of these great things when I don't have all of that interaction. And here's why. It's not because I'm like, oh my God, you guys are all so exhausting. Now granted, some people are, but I've removed the majority of people from my life that drain me. Like I really don't have... I would have to think really hard to think of anyone that I do regularly 
speak to that drains me. But here's the thing. Here's where it circles back around. That phone, this phone description I just gave, that is a really beautiful and really twisted way where this truth shows up. Me responding to everyone all the time on my phone and texting back and forth and having those conversations, it takes me away from what I need as a human, what I need as a business owner, what I need as a woman, what I need as a homeowner, what I need as all the things. It takes away from me. It puts everyone else first and not me. Isn't that where we think we need to be everything to everyone and therefore we're the ones struggling all the time to try to get shit done? What's funny is because then this morning I also get a message from somebody who I've been friends with for years. Oh man, you guys, but sometimes the loaded question Hey, are you alive? <laughs> because you haven't answered somebody's message in a couple days, right? Because you've been trying to freaking take care of your shit and you just haven't had an opportunity. And I'm like, I'm not a big fan of small talk. So like, if you want to talk, like say the words, like, don't be like, what's up? Uh, a lot of fucking things are up. Like, I don't know what you want me to, how you want me to answer that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say that. So anyway, the message today was like, are you alive? Ha ha. And I said, yeah, last week was rough. Oh, how come? motherfucker really like that is a very loaded question and one that I first of all don't owe you an explanation to we're not that close of friends number two like you're asking me that question number one because I didn't apologize like everybody expects you to and you don't respond to someone they expect you to be like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you no I'm not sorry I didn't get back to you like I I did not have the capacity and to be honest I totally forgot about it like I'm you weren't asking me anything you weren't saying anything of importance. Like, I put it on the back burner. You're right, I did. I'm not sorry for that. But because I didn't say I'm sorry, then you're inquiring, well, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I just didn't have the capacity to talk to you last week. Do you want me to say that instead? So I start saying those things to people. It's like, you either have to lie and be like, man, I'm so sorry. Or you have to be like, oh, I can't believe I forgot. Whoa. Or, you know something horrific had to happen in order for you to God forbid have not been responsive according to someone else's schedule on your phone everything to everyone before you are what you need so that you are okay now guys this is a lesson I have been unraveling and learning for 10 years and I will continue to I'm sure for the rest of my days because personal development never ends self-awareness never ends I have been unraveling this for so long and I'm very, very good about my, about my boundaries these days. And I feel very good about my communication with people. I don't feel guilty about it anymore. I don't have anyone in my life that I feel guilty about not answering. I really don't. This was another layer that I didn't realize. And it's the responses. It's the phone that is my number one culprit of what keeps me from being able to be in flow and in alignment with what I need to do so that I'm my best self. So I'm my best coach for my people. So I'm the best content creator for the people of the internet to give them things of value so that I'm the best girlfriend. I'm the best daughter, the best sister, the best friend. Like I can't put all of you first. 
if I need to be all those things. Because here's the deal. And none of us can. This isn't just me. This is you. You may not want to hear this, but it's the freaking truth. I promise you. We've all heard the like, you can't, you know, you got to put your oxygen oxygen mask on first. Yeah, okay. We, we all know that. And in an airplane going down, we probably would. But in real life, day to day, this is so imprinted on us as a society, especially women, that we don't even realize all of these sneaky ass ways that it's still happening. Isn't that crazy? So you think about it. I want you to start paying attention to what drains you. What pulls the life energy out of you so much that you can't even focus enough to drink your water or eat your food when it's time to eat or remember what you did 10 minutes ago because you're so preoccupied with worrying about all this other crap that you weren't even at all present with yourself. These are things that I started paying attention to a long time ago where I started paying attention to the fact that like if I don't remember doing something, I don't not okay with that. I don't remember responding or I don't remember where I put something like that doesn't happen to me very often because the level of mindfulness that I choose to operate in, and that's my choice. Some people don't want to, and that's fine. I choose to operate in a high level of mindfulness and awareness because I like that. There are no questions. There are no, oh shit, did I tell that person this? Wait, did I keep my own lies and my own secrets? Like I don't engage in that kind of garbage because I don't have the capacity for it. And neither do you, dude. Like it was funny. I was joking with a friend and I said, oh crap, I think I said that to her husband. And she goes, okay. And I said, I'm sorry. I can't keep track of everybody's fucking marital lies. And she started laughing and I'm like, seriously, she goes, no, not your job. Like I genuinely can't, can't keep track of it. Anyway, like that was just kind of a funny, I'm not saying I'm going around telling people secrets because it's not the truth, but you know what I'm saying. So I wanted to share this with you because I think there's a lot of nuggets in this thought process. I think there's a lot of places where other people may find as much value or as much like dings of thought and of, ooh, I need to think about that. Ooh, I need to go a little deeper there that I did because I think that the more we can have meaningful conversations that are genuinely targeted around us being better, the better off we will be. End of story, you guys. Like, legitimately, a lot of the torture that we go through as people, it's placed upon us. It's not even about us. That's the crazy thing. Holy smokes, right? So then today... I go down to my office and I get ready to go to work and I'm doing my stuff after a great day yesterday, after a good morning, you know, and the internet's not working properly. I'm trying to transfer this website for my client. It's not working properly. It wants to charge me like $300, which is over our budget to do it. They're not available because they're at work, so I can't get a hold of them. You know, just all of the just annoying crap. And then I sat down and I thought to myself, what do I want to be spending my time on right now? Because I started to feel that drain. And since the internet's all messed up and whatever, this happened to me last week too, by the way. Sometimes living in the boondocks just isn't worth it. Sometimes it is. Most of the time it is, but sometimes it's not. 
and I sat there and wrote down here are the things I needed like the projects I need like half a day or a whole day to just finish up right and then I look at my schedule and there's zero space for me to do that and I just looked and I like just started laughing and I'm like all right this is not productive this is not helping me I gotta get up now I had an appointment to go to anyways which is why I'm now in the car so I had to leave but we push ourselves in moments that we don't need to and then we don't push ourselves in moments that it actually counts and we need to learn to flip that so what I mean by that is when you have a deadline or you do need to get something accomplished or you do need to go to the gym or you do need to eat the food that you need to eat or meal prep on Sunday even though you don't feel like it or you do need to get up and go refill your water like whatever it is when that happens and you don't push yourself and have that blissful discipline like that's not setting you up for success it's setting you up for failure but in the moments where there isn't a deadline there is no time sensitivity about it and it feels like somebody is punching you in the head while you're doing it because this is not the time you do not have the energy the capacity it is not the time instead there's five other things around you that you could get done that you could stop and do and get done so guess what I did I stopped I looked at the time I had 20 minutes my lovely boyfriend I'm just I'm obviously just being super transparent today. I'm pretty, that's where I'm at. Um, my boyfriend has this great ADHD habit of doing his laundry and then unloading it onto the table. It drives me banana sandwiches. It is not pleasant, but it is a thing that we do and we're working on it, right? He does. I don't, we don't do. He does it. I walk past it to get to my office. It drives me bananas. I end up eventually taking time and fixing it. Last week, two weeks ago, I spent half a day doing that getting all that put away and we have separate closets putting it all in his closet all that shit and I asked him please don't do this anymore guess what he did it again (sighs) so I looked at the time I felt fucking defeated in my office I could have continued to try to make this stupid thing work that wasn't working or I could do what I did which I walked upstairs got my water and went back down to the table and I spent that 20 minutes sorting those clothes and folding those towels and I finished it it's done in 20 minutes where that was a smarter move for me I feel better because I accomplished something I feel less stressed out because now that's not on my plate anymore you see what I mean sometimes we have to negotiate and play these little games with ourselves to where like in my world for example when I'm coaching people there's not a lot of finish lines you know for me we're having conversations I'm sending notes but then we're ongoing working on things week after week month after month year after year right that's how we do it so I don't have a whole lot of like sliding into home base finished it woo go me moments because we don't do that a lot in the work that I do it's ongoing and so I've learned this is something that Tony and I talk a lot about because he has to do this too you'll start to get down on yourself so much about something and all of that just fucks with your confidence and it really brings you down and sometimes what you need is just it's a win you need to finish something so you can feel accomplished and then move on to the next thing and let me tell you what this is a trick that will get you every time in the best way if you can get in the habit of choosing some small things or some stuff that you know you can finish that 
builds your confidence more than you can ever imagine. It propels you forward with momentum in ways that only finishing something can. This is a trick you can play with yourself to keep you moving forward and and, and stop that crappy shithead asshole voice that's in your brain that tells you you're not good enough and you're not doing enough. Oh my God, you have all this to do. How are you ever going to do it? Guess what? That voice is the devil and it is not helping. It is not helping. It is stopping your progress. So find little things like that where you can adjust it and you can play these games with yourself and get into the groove with what you need to keep the momentum moving forward. And sometimes that looks like closing your computer because the damn internet's not working and you only have a half an hour anyways before you have to leave and going and folding the clothes that you need to fold. (laughs) Sometimes that's what it looks like. And so by the time I'm done with this appointment and I get back home, my mood and my momentum will be in a different place. And I'll be productive instead of walking around like, pissed off at the world and hating myself or whatever, you know, all the little self-loathing stupidity things that go through our brains, whether we want to admit it or not. And that adjusts the game. So what are our lessons from today? I've been rambling a lot. One is you cannot be everything to everyone. Honey, please, please, please do us all a service and stop and communicate with the people in your life about the fact that you are not able to do every single job all day long, all the time. And my hope is, is that you either are met with compassion by yourself, from yourself, but also from the people in your life and some assistance that make it easier. Or you can clearly see that people around you maybe aren't the right people to be around you. If that's not something they offer you when you have that kind of conversation or you are open about that. Number two, Start paying attention to the little things that you can choose to do that take up smaller pockets of time and can boost your your momentum by letting you complete them. That's another thing. And I feel like there's probably three more points from this conversation, but that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> this is where we're at in life right now. I am in the era of here it is. I love you. Take it or leave it. Here it is. It's all I got. And I know that these words come out of me for a reason. I'm here doing this for a reason. We have this podcast for a reason. And so I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to question, is this enough value? Because who the hell am I to even say what measures value and what doesn't? That's not up to me. That's up to you. And maybe today this wasn't it. And maybe it was. I don't know. But I'm going to trust that. Whoever this is supposed to meet, it will. So if that was you... Thanks for being here. And even if that wasn't you and you still listened, thanks for being here. (laughs) Go out into the world today. Be good to each other. Be good humans. The ripple effect from goodness and kindness is unmatchable. So the ripple effect, let's, let's go for that. And I hope that you are having just a beautiful week wherever you are, whatever day this is. And if you would love to um, help us in some way, this is completely funded by me directly, uh, me personally, I should say. So the way that we get the word out is by our listeners sharing and our listeners rating the podcast. So if you have not done so, please, 
If you feel so inclined, leave us a review. And if you could share this with someone, we would appreciate it. If you do share it on your social media, please tag us in the in the posts. I love to see that. And then I'll give you a shout out too. So I appreciate that. And if you ever need anything from me, my email is me, M-E at jamietherber.com. Uh, currently we do, what are we offering? Currently we're offering relationship sessions. I'm actually going to create a little three package or three session package for people. Uh, we have tarot readings available. I actually do have space right now for another client, um, private client. And then there are a couple of laser sessions open over the next six weeks as well. So, um, also the operation do library is always available so if you're looking for more information about how I can help you or getting in touch, you can sign up for our newsletter or you can visit jamietherber.com or jamietherber.com slash coaching for all of the details about what it's like to work with me and maybe I can help you. And uh, if that's the case, reach out. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for being here. And until next time, guys, see ya.